0: The people that are looking for a home, first-time homebuyers, people that have been looking to upsize, um, you know, I think that, and correct me, Greg, but I I feel that this is, whether they do it or not, I think this is the time that you should be absolutely looking in the market, maybe not Mm -hmm. going with a locking in a fixed rate uh, mortgage, which, you know, Scotia as of midnight is going to, you know, four and a half percent. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
1: Hey, let's yes. uh, let's do this. Welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, everybody. My name is Greg Campbell. I'm a realtor and uh, managing director at the agency Ottawa. And today I'm with David Warren,
0: who is a uh, mortgage agent and owner at Referral Mortgages. How you doing, Sure. Yes, Pretty good. We're down, uh, we're down, Paul, this week. We, we were down you last week. We're, you know, if, uh, if the cycle continues, I'll be down next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But hey, man, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here. I'm happy to be back, though. Absolutely. I'm happy to be back. You know, I got to say, I am going to say something. I had COVID. I'm going to let everyone know. I had COVID and it literally took me four weeks to be full, like what I would consider fully recovered and feeling hundred percent. Four weeks. It's, uh, it was very, very interesting. So, um, just letting you know, if you get it, you may go through the same thing that I went through. You may not, but, uh, yeah. a week of complete disaster. And then three weeks of just Linger. fogginess, fogginess. Well, terrible. you're back. You're back. Back. You're back. You got energies back. We're good. We're rolling. We're good. Let's let's get into this. So we have a lot of little things going on. We have comments from people uh, who've who've commented on our podcast, obviously, on our previous episodes. There's a lot of questions. I have some personal things that I've seen online that I kind of want to review. Dave, what do you think you want to start with here? I I think let's start with the Korea post. The one that I was telling you about. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, let's do it. I'm going to just let me get to it here. So this post came up. Uh, it, it's something that Korea put out and a friend of mine, good friend of mine, shared it on her page. And, you know, I was a little disappointed in Korea for, for posting this. Uh, so it's a, uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. It's not Korea. It was Stats Canada. It was Stats Canada that put this out in a statements through CMHC. Hmm. Wait a minute. Hold on Stats are all taken from the Public Stats Canada website, the CREA website, and okay, so three. Stats can, CREA, okay, we're good, it's NCMHC. CMHC. So here we go. I'm going to read it. According to Stats Canada, the average household income in Canada is $66,000. The average income of a single-person household is $34,000. This is the average income in Canada. Keep in mind here. The average price of a home in Canada is now $816,000, almost 100% increase in six years. Right, so... I'm not gonna get into this too much. It goes into affordability calculations and and all of this. Now, you know, there's no question that we know, I mean, we talk about it too much and we hope that everybody's keeps listening and that they understand what we're saying, but we know that we are at the peak of a cycle. It's gonna, we feel it's gonna slow down. Um, And then you get numbers like this now where people are all afraid of the market, afraid to buy, afraid of the situation. But we're looking at sixty-six thousand as an average of household income in Canada, and eight hundred and sixteen thousand as an average price. Now, but w- where, what does that mean? It's like in Ottawa, the average price is about eight seventy-five for a home. Average household income is what one hundred and ten thousand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in in the sixty-six thousand uh, average household income market,
0: what's the price of a house there? you know, in the lower markets, like 400, 400, less 200, 250. You're looking in the right. maritimes, you're looking in the prairies. yeah, And, uh, and I've got, you know, a good buddy of mine who's a realtor in Fredericton. And so I see the numbers of what they have and, and you're getting places in the 200 000 to 300,000 range, um, and nice single detached homes. It's not, that's not uncommon. So yeah, I think to your point that this is a blanket statement and people read this and just look at that disparity of numbers and not actually break it down that Vancouver and Toronto drive those numbers. Yeah. And Ottawa
1: now a bit, I right? Mean, but I mean,
0: yeah, it's, 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 you, know, it's you you have like the, the, the thing that people kind of don't, or that they forget is that Toronto and Vancouver and Ottawa, but mostly Toronto, the number of transactions that there are in that market on an annual basis covers the entire Maritimes as a whole, and likely prairies as far as number of transactions on an annual basis. So obviously, their higher price point is going to a- bring that average up. Same as Vancouver. Yeah. Um, you know, I think in I think in a market like Fredericton, it's something like a couple thousand, few thousand transactions a year um, in that market. We get that in a month um, in ours yeah. in Ottawa, let alone Toronto. So I think I think that's where there's that. You know, but we're looking at average income across the entire country of the population of 38 million uh, that we're at. So it's um, they definitely lead the numbers astray and don't and don't really break it down too much. Yeah, I
1: mean, to be fair, it goes into a thing here saying if you use the CMHC housing affordability calculator for an average of 66,000 with a 50K down payment, you you can get a house of about 300,000. And you know, if you want to get a home that's over eight hundred thousand, you need about a hundred, uh, earn about one hundred and thirty-four thousand, have a hundred k down payment. Um, this is like using the housing affordability calculator on the mm-hmm. CMHC set, I guess. So it's kind of like you know they say that, so that's fine. But then people read the headline thinking like, well, that you know, I make sixty-six thousand here in Ottawa, I'll never be able to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not thinking of, you know, planning or looking at other options or opportunities, right? Like my, in my reply, I said, you know, if you can't do that here and you can work remotely, why not move to the Maritimes and work from there and buy something for 400000 That's an amazing property, you know? Or if not, yeah. get into some of these other little, just get into some other investments. But it's still that um, I think everybody's getting upset because a lot of people still have it in their head that home ownership is like their way out of something, Mm-hmm. You know, it's like their retirement. If I own my home, I can retire later, which is not yeah. necessarily the case, right? But a lot of people still have that Im- embedded in their head that that's the only thing that they they need to do to
0: survive is yeah. own property. And and it's kind of interesting because Canada has, for whatever reason, it's not just you know people try blaming it's realtors' faults. You know, we had that <laughs> comment all over that it's a realtor's fault that prices keep going up. Nothing to do with you know supply and demand. Actually, it. is what what you know dictates price. What somebody wants to pay for a chocolate bar. If you have less chocolate bars, the price is going to go up. Um, but the but the fact that Canada has of the G seven nations and even in the world one of the highest owner, home ownership rates per capita, whereas Europe, U S. You don't have this. Even the U S. You don't have the same home ownership. its mostly investors and people rent all through Europe. People don't own those properties. If you go to Italy, you go to anywhere in Europe, prices for a condo are millions. People don't own them; they mm-hmm. rent them for you know that couple fifteen hundred euro, two thousand euro uh, a month. Right. The prices don't align, and it's not, and they don't own their home for whatever reason in Canada, and it, and I think it's a multitude of factors over the years, but we're really pushed, and and that mindset's created of. Like you said, that home ownership is what's going to get me to retirement and that's it. Um,
1: yeah. And, and like, you know, n- and nothing else, it, it's like, it. It, it's, it, it's people, it's like, what are you going to do if something changes? Like, what are you going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if your house, uh, you know, if there's a war, if your house blows up, you got, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a big believer in having a few things going on. Obviously I know properties, I mean, you know, I don't think there's going to be a war here anytime, but um yeah it blows my mind and, and the thing that's you know that post that she shared, uh, put up uh, 47 people shared that right mm-hmm. that's how that's how it gets around and a lot of people who read things like that well, don't take the time or speak to professionals about what's really going on for their situation in the neighborhood that they want to buy in they just look at it as like ah oh, it's not going to happen and then they sit back and read more of these headlines that keep coming at them like oh, it's, it's terrible, like you, you, affordability is through the roof, you're never gonna
0: be able to own, it's the end of the world. And, and, it's, just, and it's just headline reading. Like I will say even on our latest, uh, from last week's episode, our headline was rates increased again. People don't read it. The amount of vitriol, you know, 30 comments on, our, on the Facebook breakout, which is just like a, a short clip. And, peop- and there's tons of people, just negative comments. Uh, about the market people not actually listening to the episode or or yeah. informing themselves they're just reading the headline and then spewing you know hatred or or what have you and it and it happens and so you know like you said with this article of 47 times being shared the amount of comments and the amount of people just reading that headline not actually informing themselves is is unfortunate because there are many different aspects and like you said that affordability calculator breaking it down of At 66,000, 50,000 down, you can buy a house at 300,000. Well, actually, that's exactly what's happening in those markets. The families are making 66,000 or 60,000 in the markets like Moncton and St. John or in the prairies and Mm -hmm. Saskatoon, and they're buying homes at 300,000. That's exactly what's happening. Um, You know, it's not, it's kind of, they're giving like blanket statements. Yeah. It's not like the the 66,000
1: household income is uh, living in Ottawa trying to buy a million dollar property.
0: Yeah, and, and there are some people that absolutely have you know they're they're in Ottawa, or they're in Toronto, and that's their household income, um, you know. But it but there are you know there are other opportunities. Maybe home ownership isn't always necessarily for somebody, or that's your starting income because maybe you're new to Canada and you're it's a stepping stone to another uh, you know future employment where that income goes up. Um, I see it all the time, you know, clients new to Canada coming taking a job and, and really within a matter of years being, you know, a few years being up into significantly higher um, pay increases, but they get into a small condo to start um, mm-hmm. or they just hold off and save. And, and they know, and we set up that track, that, that, uh, that game plan for a few years. Um, people kind of look at it as like, what can I afford immediately now? I want everything now, now, and not like setting that game plan or yeah. setting up, uh, you know, what really makes sense for them, you know, cause not everyone is, Homeownership isn't for everyone either. Like renting, there's actually a lot of uh, studies out there and a lot of um, a lot of numbers out there that renting can actually be beneficial for individuals too, from from yeah. an allocation of funds and savings and less stress or or ability exactly. to move, you know, and not be tied I to have, one location, things like that. On my real estate reality channel, the uh, the new stuff starts coming out next
1: week, and that's one of the ones that I talk about: renting versus owning. It's pretty, uh, it's exactly saying that. I have a couple of scenarios and, you know, I get into it. Um, There you go. I was going to get into this uh, little thing here, just about the affordability side of things again. Mm -hmm. I know I've I've spoken about it a bit. The the blockchain stuff that they have in Europe, Uh, you know, I was saying you can own shares, right? Mm -hmm. Through crypto ownership. And I didn't know this, but there's one in the US right now called lofty.ai and you can be an investor for as low as $50 and you can sell at any time. So they have um, tokens allocated for each property that they have. You can start with a minimum of $50 and you can invest into, I, I don't know what the the upper level is, but th- into the thousands I imagine. And the rate of return looks pretty good. Like we got like 18.9%, 16.8. These homes are all in... Um, It's interesting. This is all in Ohio, Illinois, Tennessee, uh, Missouri. But uh, it's a pretty busy site. They've got,
0: uh, I think they've got about 20 active listings right now. And Um, so, so sorry. So you're, um, so this is for investors to buy, to invest in, to buy a share in a rental property or an investment In a rental property. Yeah. Got it. It's similar to
1: that one that I was telling you guys about from, um, uh, that company out of the UK, I can't remember what they're called again, but mm. for them, it's a minimum of a thousand pounds down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, th- I think I'm going to get in on that and check it out. Cause they're, they're growing pretty quickly, but this is great. It's like, you know, let's, mm. y- you want to invest, you got 10,000. Degree- exactly. Mm-hmm. You want to invest, you got 10,000. Um, you don't want to wait to save, to get a, get a home. You don't have it in your head that you need the home. You're happy renting. You know, you, you put 10 K into a couple of these things. Like, I mean, Hey, it's sitting there. It's, it's got a good return. They guarantee it. You can sell it at any time. If you want to, there's some, the cool thing about these blockchains ones is that you can sell your share at any time. There's one in Ontario called Addy that works out of, uh, I think they have, they have builds in Quebec and Ontario. They don't have that many out though, but then they'll have like 500,000 allocated to investors. So the re- I find the rate of return isn't as high as these blockchain based
0: platforms, mm-hmm. but I mean,
1: there's, there's options, you know?
0: Yeah. People gotta, no, that's really gotta cool. Figure it out. Yeah. I, f- I imagine the market that, 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 uh, is focusing on of uh, Missouri and, and things like that, uh, Tennessee, they're, they're lower price point homes, but they, mm-hmm. but the rental rates are still pretty good. So you're getting a, that's probably where they're getting that gr- good rate of return. Um, yeah, that, it's definitely a very interesting concept. And I mean, that fractional ownership idea came in on the equities market where you've got companies like yeah. wealth Simple, et cetera, where you know, you've know you got Google, you've got Amazon trading at, or Shopify at $3,000, $2,000 a share for the average retail and trader. Um, you know, being able to own or purchase a share, a single share is sometimes insurmountable or is, you know, that's too much or, or crazy. And so that's why a lot of uh, companies will do... St- stock splits they'll you know do a 20 mm-hmm. to 1 10 to 1 stock split to bring that price down below $100 because that's where it's attainable for the everyday trader but companies like well simple they came out and said well let's do fractional ownership and so you can buy a you know $50 of of Google that's trading at 2300 bucks you can buy you know a fractional ownership of that share and 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 they match you up with others so it's kind of taking that same concept which is pretty cool i think it uh, it opens up the market for a lot of people that like you said, minimum $50 yeah. investment, I mean, allows you to diversify, get into the market, even if you're you know, renting or even if you own, but you know, don't have the savings for, for rentals. I think that's really, really neat. It's, it is, it's good. And it's good that these companies have come out with
1: that in mind. Like they're actually, mm. you know, putting the consumer first um, and trying to find workarounds so people, you know, don't get misled and don't get scared <laughs> as they do. Yeah. But yeah, like even, even our cottage is fractional. You know, we yeah. get five weeks a year and we love it. You know, it's yeah. basically a million dollar chalet on the river. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy that and I'm not going to use it all that much either. Right. So we get our five yeah. weeks for us. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to become a lot more common in general. Um, like I know there's some companies working with properties out of, out of uh, you know, more of the, the tropical locations, mm-hmm. fractional ownership. You know, you can buy places in uh <laughs> Like where where you were at Fort Myers, I think you can yeah. buy like homes for like two point five. So like they go in with like six buyers. I mean, you're still paying like you know yeah. four hundred thousand or whatever or three fifty with some uh, management fees
0: and association fees. But for some people, it works, right? Well, it's it's kind of the, taking the that timeshare idea a little bit. Yeah. Where instead of a company doing where you're stuck, because the problem with timeshares that you get sold, like people usually get sold on, and it still happens but you can't get out, you can't get out of them. You can't sell them. They're mm, they're so hard exactly. to, to get rid of your ownership in a timeshare and you're locked in for 25 years or what have you. Um, whereas this is allowing you to invest in somewhere, you know, this cottage fractional ownership that you, that you have, or even just the mm. investment side for these, it's allowing you to get in and, and, but have that ability to, to liquidate at a moment's notice if you, if you want, which is, which is very, going to be very yeah. enticing. I hope that really spreads. I think that's an awesome idea. Well, let we'll definitely make a point of posting that uh, that company link in the uh, in the bio for people.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you know, for for the price that they got, like, I mean, I may as well jump in on some of these. I'm gonna I'm gonna start <laughs> learning about these markets a bit. You know, but I mean, seriously though, to drop like you know, even 500 like yeah. in a token into it, like whatever, why not? Yeah, it's like, see what see what happens. Um, anyways.
0: Now, now circling cool. a- back to the, the Ottawa market and there's a, uh, a question from, he's, he's a regular, he's got a regular his regular question, Bicharon. Um, great question and it'll kind of lead into where we are, uh, some, maybe some high level numbers as far as where you've seen the market mm-hmm. at, uh, Greg. But um, Bicharon is asking, uh, I guess as long as supply in Ottawa remains low, prices will uh, keep going up regardless of interest rate rises. Do we even have a one month supply of homes on the mls which is far from a balanced market do we do you guys think that there's a, will be a surge of buyers from now until june 1st before the next rate hike and it guesses how, how high average home prices will rise in 2022 mm-hmm. um i mean as far as people jumping in before the next rate hike Certainly, fixed rates are going up, and and I got a notice from Scotia today that they're you know going up again at midnight tonight for them. Um, those are fixed rates. You know, the rate hike uh, in June is related to the variable, the Bank of Canada overnight lending rate, which affects bank prime for variable rates. Um, i d- I think right now with the, where interest rates are going, as far as continuing to climb for now. Um, I think we're going to get, you know, a lot of those, um, a good number of investor clients will kind of hold off and keep their money in cash and and wait, Um, or that that where they will have typically refinanced and accessed equity in their home to leverage, to buy another property. A lot of them will be gun shy in order to do that. Uh, So I think there will be a number of people outside of the market on, you know, with regards to that, the people that are looking for a home, First time home buyers, people that have been looking to upsize. Um, you know, I think that, and correct me, Greg, but I, I feel that this is whether they do it or not, I think this is the time that you should be absolutely looking in the market. Maybe not mm-hmm. going with a locking in a fixed rate uh, mortgage, which you know, Scotia as of midnight's going to, you know, four and a half percent on a five-year fix. However, Going with a variable rate mortgage, even though they're going to be, you know, rate increasing again, and, you know, likely at the next announcement in June, like uh, Bichiron mentioned, but getting into that so that as rates plateau and the bond rate comes back down, because, you know, that is going to happen it's very cyclical and, and um, that you can then you know lock in at a lower rate or refinance at that time by having that variable rate mortgage but I think those that are sitting on the mark on the sidelines and we've talked about it before and uh, you know at many episodes uh, about you've got the <laughs> you got the people that sit on the sidelines waiting for the market to come down uh, and prices to stabilize or more options or not having to compete in multiple offers or not or be able to include conditions. And then you've got, right now, what's happening is rates going up. The lo- there is more supply on the, on the market. Mm-hmm. People can get conditions, can get mm-hmm. pretty good deals, um, but are gun shy because now rates. And so, you know, because rates are going up and they're, they're worried about rates. Um, and so it's kind of interesting that, that those people, we always talk about those are the same people that will just not buy. But what are you seeing as far as numbers right now, Greg, as far as on the market, you know, like you mentioned, do we even have a one-month supply? Um, where are we or what have you been seeing the past couple of weeks for for trend of listings? You know, a a one month
1: supply. I think we're close to that or we're getting close to that. The, the average days on market is creeping up on 10 across the city, which I think is amazing Mm -hmm. because I mean, you know, that was four or five days for quite a long time. Um, there's a lot of listings citywide right now coming out. And it's one of these things. The last couple of weeks since that first rate hike has been really interesting to see. Like, I have a listing in Cumberland that you know a few months ago would have just flown off mm. the market like in a second. Now it, it hasn't sold. Um, so we're just reassessing like what we're going to do right now. Um, and I have another one coming up in Orleans, and it's a big one. And a couple of weeks ago, I said your price point is between x amount and then everything started changing and then i went back to see them the other day as we're getting ready to launch the listing and they said so what's the price i'm like well we'll we'll decide on the price the day we list it you know because i told them i said i can't what i what i told you the range was two weeks ago it's not the same range anymore Mm. um in order to get a quick sale that is and what i am finding is although the Um, average percentage list price to sales price still is sitting around 110%. So the average is still high. Like it's going over list on some of these. A lot of those are driven by bigger properties, uh, with people with more money, um, on the high end, uh, but it's still around 110%, but the list prices are lower than what they were a few months ago. So, you know what I mean? Although it kind of looks like everything's the same, but the list the list price is lower so the the sales price will still be high versus the list price but if you're listing a home 50,000 less than what you were in february you know eventually the averages start start going down a bit just like they did mm-hmm. in 2021 around the same time so i think i think it's going to be a great spring for anyone that's shopping and i think it's going to be a res- more responsible market Mm -hmm. which a lot of people have been waiting for every time, you know, like these people, yeah, rates are low. It's like, Oh, amazing. Go shopping. And then the prices go up and then the rates go up and everyone's like, Oh my God, the rates are up. I'm never going to be able to afford a home. Like I can't do it. It's like, well, dude, it's, it's relative. And also it's more responsible. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've said it a million times, like, you know, the rates never, I don't think they ever should have gone personally below 3% because 3% is like a, that's just kind of like a nice number that is manageable. It can keep things Mm -hmm. in line. And, you know, things got out of control. So now it's just getting back to where I, where I think it should be anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no more free money, but people keep, like, like we say, we could just talk about this forever. <laughs> people
0: like to and, complain. And until, <laughs> we re- until we hit a recession and the rates kind of just <laughs> falling right back. Give it, yeah, give it a year right? and a half, and we'll, uh, and the bond market will be back down to the uh, the bottom barrel. Same with the prime. <laughs> Brock and I, Brock
1: and I were talking about this on the. Uh, I did a podcast episode with him. Those are coming up. I got one with Paul and one with Brock so far, and uh, we were just saying, like, you know, it's it's the same thing. He's like, it's the cycle. It happens all the time. People don't understand it. It's like once you mm-hmm. understand it, you're you'll be much happier. <laughs> yeah,
0: learning how to work work with it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. it's really, you know, it's, it's exactly that working within the confines of the cyclical market. I mean, when you look at the historical pattern, you can see, you know, that it, that history tends to repeat itself. We don't have a crystal Mm -hmm. ball. I always say to people, we don't have a crystal ball, but if history tells us anything, we're going to climb, we're going to plateau, we're going to drop, we're going to stabilize, we're going to build back up. And that bottom is going to be, is going to be hot. Is that bottom is going to be higher than the previous bottom. And Absolutely. it's going to, and then it's, and then it's going to climb and then it's going to dip. And then it's going to climb again. And it's, yep. it's going to happen. And that's the same with rates as well. They'll climb, you know, right now we're seeing the highest rates we have in, you know, in a really long time in in you know, over a decade. Um, but a lot, most of that is due to the, the, you know, many different influences of still coming out of the pandemic, all the stimulus that continued to pump into the market, driving up that they should have cut off stimulus so many, Mm -hmm. many, many months ago, if not even Mm -hmm. a year ago, Um, bond buybacks, things like that mortgage backed security buybacks. And then you've got, you know, obviously an unfortunate war in Ukraine um, that influencing a lot of things with regards to oil and and CPI. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these influences, but with all that said, it's still, history still going to repeat itself. You know, we're still going to have these high rates and, and and even more so that's where people should really not look to lock in. I, I know I keep saying it every week basically, but look at a variable. There's such a big spread. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, in your, if you're a home buyer and you're shopping right now, which is a great time to do, to be honest, because there is those options like Greg about listing in Cumberland that hasn't sold yet, you know, um, you've got a, a lot of options out there. Go with a variable, so that as the market does come back down, like as far as rates are concerned, that you have that option of you know refinancing into a lower rate. If fixed is what you want, get into a variable right now, and as the bond market comes down over the next year, then convert into a mm-hmm. fix because you have that ability with a variable rate mortgage to lock into a fix. But going into it right now, at you know four and a half percent on a Scotia five year fixed is not it would not be worthwhile. It's you know this is the highest it's been in over a decade they'll come back down. It's just, there's a lot of stimulus right now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where the prices go. I think, you know, for those higher priced homes um, and where prices will go, I think we've kind of touched on that, um, you know, that they will kind of stabilize. You know, like you said, I think Greg, you, you mentioned people are listing more, you know, they've been listing them more at what they're looking for um, and not driving. It's not the multiple offer drive, Anymore, so I think they'll. Well,
1: it's, there there is still the multiple offer, and it's not it's like I think we're we're gonna get closer to that. We're getting closer to that, but what's happening is like there's a lot of homes are listing really low, yeah, and then they're getting and then they're getting closer to what that they, they may have just sold. Like for example, if a house is listing at six fifty now and selling for seven twenty five, that place would have been listed for seven hundred like mm-hmm. a month ago mm-hmm. and probably sold for maybe 735 Yeah. 40, anyways, it's, it's, it's slight, but yeah, uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah. You know, and it's I, fun. like, I have a lot of buyers who are just, you know, they're, they're waiting. And I said, you know, that's I, We're looking like we're seeing stuff, but it's fun. Like we can actually go out and see more properties than just one at a time, one or two at a time. We're not freaking mm-hmm. out. And they, they've got selections. I saw a few yeah. last week that are still sitting on the market and they're clearly they're overpriced.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. It'll be, uh, it'll certainly be, it'll be interesting to see if people that have been, that were buyers, there's, there's a lot of buyers out there. All they are just headline reading and getting scared is <laughs> really, and, and they kind of yeah. sit on the wings and wait for, you know, what they believe is being that better market condition. Um, that market condition is, is really, is, are there options for you to buy out there are there, is there the ability of getting conditions on that offer so that you can feel more confident going in and not so, you know, it's not so nerve wracking, especially as a first time home buyer, you know, not having to go into, you know, multiple offer or being able to see properties like, you know, right now that is that market. It's not, you know, rates are not ideal right now, but there are options where you could do a shorter term fixed or or a variable rate and still get pretty good rates. Um, But the, the you know those people that are sitting in the background really, you know, I think it'll be, it's a good opportunity for those people. You're not going to have, you're not competing with investors. You're not, you're not competing with foreign buyers anymore. Um, even though they didn't contribute really at all to the market, uh, here much anyways, but, um, you know, there are, there are a number of groups that are being removed from that buyer segment that, that now is, is going to be a great time. So I think that it's, I
1: think it's a great, yeah, down. it's a great year to buy, just stay focused and get the right advice. I mean, um, oh great! I just lost my train of thought here. I had something very, very special to say. Now I have something profound. Say, David, I had something profound. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the the RBC. So the RBC statement about they think it's going to go thirteen percent this year, right? And at the beginning of the year, uh, I think it's going to go about seven percent increase this year, personally. Some people think it's going to go even lower than that, but RBC thought 13%. And I, I was kind of surprised by that because that's quite a big gain still. Mm. Yeah. you know, yeah. um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think that's another thing that people are looking at and maybe getting afraid of. Because if there's a 13% gain, the rate's going up and everything. It's another headline grabber, right? They just got to mm. talk to a professional and make sure that they know what's going on in their market at their price point Get the right lender information and just move ahead. Stop reading the headlines. Yeah. Listen to no. top rep.
0: Well, I, I would say read those headlines, but read the articles. Don't just read the
1: headlines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs>
1: it's true. Right. Read the art- and it's funny because some of those letters, you read those. You read through them. And then when you get like midway, it's like, okay, well, there's the real information. <laughs> yeah. Like, and wait, buried at the, the bottom. We do it too, don't we?
0: On top yeah. rep. <laughs> yeah very much so we're looking for that clickbait oh man anyway all right well we don't we don't have any uh we don't have any uh mood boost for people out there because you know no. we weren't Paul's the we mood weren't uh, yeah we weren't pre- we weren't prepped for that so this is when people fall off anyways <laughs> That's <what I> mean. <laughs> no
1: one's no one's listening to us ramble on anymore anyways okay <laughs> Let's end it up. All right. The Auto Real Estate Podcast, also <laughs> known as Torep. I'm Greg Campbell. That's David Warren. Shout out to North Brew Coffee. Go to their website. Type in, tw- uh, what is it? Pod- <laughs> podcast? Podcast. I'm, I'm not used to doing it. Type, type in, in podcast, podcast for a 20% discount on your on your favorite coffees. Delicious, delicious coffees that we enjoy. That I drink in my agency mug.
0: And don't forget to like, right, subscribe, Dave. share. Yes. Have a Thank wonderful you. week, everybody. All right. Later. is. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.